Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. My entire goal with this podcast is to give you value. That is it. I am not interested in you buying from me. If you want to, you can, but that is not the goal here. If you, I do want you to go to the show notes for people that I interview because I do want you to buy from them or at least follow them. But I'm telling you, I am on a mission to create 100,000 millionaires. This podcast is part of that. Do yourself a favor and get everything that you deserve. Period. Point blank. I want you to get that. In this podcast, whether it be keynotes for me or interviews, millionaires, billionaires, it doesn't matter because we can't teach you anything you don't already know. You just forgot because the world made you forget. I love you. You got this. You're going to get this. This is your moment. This is you. Take notes. Listen to me on your commute. I don't care what you do. This is yours. I do this for you. Like, if you're on a different platform, share it, subscribe to it, share this, because there's not many people out here doing this here. Got this. You can't plan better. You can. 
dominate. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we have our CEO, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr., for a very special episode of Let's Talk Tuesday. So I present to you our CEO, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Well, I sure thank you very much. I'm probably going to get banned again because I have something to say, a lot of to say. I'm going to say a whole lot in such a little bit of time. So what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm going to make my script available for you, what I have wrote tonight, because you're not, you're probably not going to be able to keep up and take notes because for the one of the first times, I'm not going to tell you solutions of how to fix your problems. I'm going to give you my brutal assessment of why you are losing, period, point blank. And then I'm going to leave the Q&A to bring the solutions to your problem. Here's my brutal, here is my brutal assessment. Let me give you facts. As I see them through economic data, only 3% of people on planet Earth achieve financial independence. Only 1% above that achieve financial freedom. I'll say that again. Only 3% of people on planet Earth achieve financial independence. Only 1% achieve financial freedom. That's 4%. John John DiMartini, you've seen him on The Secret, he says that if you give 99% of the people on planet Earth $10 million, they would spend 2 to $8 million in less than one minute. I'll say that again. If you give 99% of the people on planet Earth $10 million, they will spend 2 to $8 million of that in less than one minute. He also says that motivation is a solution. It is not the symptom. I'm going to hang my hat there for a little bit here in a little bit. Motivation is not a solution. It is a symptom. One of the main problems is that you all set goals that are not aligned with your values. Let's talk about that for a little bit. If your goals that you have for your current life right now are not aligned with your core values, you will get frustrated. You will be demotivated. You will need motivation. You will quit. You will procrastinate. You will not get it done. Goals that are not set in your strong core values, you don't like those goals. You don't like those tasks is the number one reason why you procrastinate. Now, most people, you don't value serving other people. That's why you never get to the 1%. Some of you folk that think that you serve others, you don't serve others. You like serving because it makes you feel good, right? You like being a servant heart to someone uh, close to us. I tell it all the time. They're beginning to learn that. You're not really a servant. What you are is serving makes you feel good, but you don't care about other people. You care about how you feel when you do good things. That's not truly servitude. Serving is when you truly do something and don't respect, ex- expect anything in return. Most people, they don't value serving people. Therefore, you would never get into the 1%. If you're not dedicated to investing, then you would never get into the 1%. I'll say that again. If you are not dedicated to investing, you would never get into the 1%. That means right now, if you're not dedicated to saving 10% of your income, you're never going to get into the 1%. It is impossible. You are violating a universal law. 
until you first become dedicated to investing, this universe will not give you money to invest a lot of it. It will never happen until you find yourself investing the little bit you have and dedicated to that universe will not give you a lot of it. I'll say that spiritually or religiously. If you're not faithful to the few, you will not be rulers over many. I'll say that in sacred text, but this time richest man in Babylon. If you are not saving 10, one-tenth of your gold, then you will not get anything else. If you're not dedicated to investing, you will never be into the 1%. The money, pay attention, the money in the economy goes from those who value it the least to those who value it the most, 100% of the time. Every dime in this economy goes to those who value that dime the least, to those who value that dime the most. What I want you to learn here is stop letting people tell you money is not something, money is not everything. Because when you don't value it, it will find someone who does. Life is not money, but money is to be valued. And until you be faithful over the energy in your life, this universe will send energy to those who are faithful. That will happen. That's not going to change. People who are really committed to, to wealth, they study it. They learn it. They commit to it. They do it and even more. If you're committed to your religion, you study it. You learn it. You do it. If you're committed to losing weight, you study it. You learn it. You do it. If you're committed to personal development, you keep buying books. You study it. You learn it. You do it. And if you're committed to wealth, you will study it. You will learn it. You will do it. People who make it to the 1% are committed to paying the people around them not wanting to pay them, but committing to get it done. The people in the 1%, they have silly aspirations. They think that they can go back to their community and change it. They think that if one person in their circle is struggling, then they don't deserve to be called successful. The people in the 1%, are absolutely committed and dedicated to making sure the people around them don't have jobs. Or if they do have jobs and they get to be excited in their jobs, that they all are well off and doing what is necessary. The people who get to the 1% are committed not to changing the people around them, but absolutely financially 100% in finances, spiritual health, and all, making sure that the people in their circles are getting their dreams. You can only procrastinate and become unmotivated when you live by the thoughts and values of others. You can only become, you can only procrastinate and become unmotivated when you live by the thoughts and values of others. Some of you are living your parents' dreams. Your parents are still running your life. Your religion is still running your life. Your community is still running your life. That That mentor of yours is still running your life. You're not using your internal compass. So when the universe tries to bless you internally, when the universe tries to bless you externally, and when the universe tries to bless you for eternity, it can't find you. It finds other people's thoughts. 
It finds other people's identity of you. The only reason any of you have ever procrastinated in your life is because whatever you were doing is what someone else told you that you should do. When it's something you truly want, you procrastinate. Eric Thomas says it this way, procrastination doesn't even exist. What procrastination actually is, is it's not high on your priority list. Because if I told you that no matter what, I want you to get to, I want you to travel a thousand miles. And I want you, when you get here in 48 hours, travel a thousand miles, I'm going to give you a million dollars. If a million dollars is high on your priority list, every last one of you will figure out how to travel a thousand miles. You will borrow big, steal that money. If you have to, to get to that thousand miles, you will come up with creative ways, but you will get it if it's high on your priority list. The 97%, that's the people who don't have, who don't, it's not the 3% that's financially independent or the 1% that's financially free. The 97% of the people, they're victims of their history, not masters of their destiny. Every single time you're upset right now, mind is on repeat of your history and you're not a master of your destiny. The people who would never get into the night, you never get into the 1%. You spend so much time blaming others for what they did, what they're going to do, what they once did. You never take responsibility for yourself and actually capture your destiny. I'm telling you right now, everybody listen to me. If you spend time being emotionally responsible, emotionally devastated, emotionally bothered about the history, you'll never get into the 1% no matter how blessed you are. The 97% of the people who will never get into the 1%, they are victims of their history. They are not masters of their destiny. 99% of money goes to creating wealth for other people. Let me say that a different way. The people who get into the 1%, they are dedicated to making wealth for other people. 99% of my current income, everything that I do, if you know me, if you talk to me, every every 99% of my income, it goes back into my income-producing assets because I believe in my head that I could create 100,000 millionaires. And the people who get into the 1%, they are so dedicated to creating wealth because you cannot create wealth for oneself. You must create wealth for others, and then you get wealth. Then what happens is when you create that, for 99% of the people, you get it. Only 1% of the world does that. The most meaningful thing to me, me personally, me personally, the most meaningful – actually, let me pause right here. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm about to say is about to rough you the wrong way. Your feathers are about to be rough. Your milk is about to be spilt. Your ice is about to be melted, and your cooler is about to get dirt in it, okay? The most meaningful thing in my life is to become a 100 billionaire. The most meaningful thing in my life is to become a 100 billionaire. Nothing on planet Earth is more important to me than that. Not my kids. Not my job not my legacy, not my health. The most important thing to me, not my religion, not my faith, 
the most important thing to me is becoming a 100 billionaire. I am obsessed with it. I will risk my health for it. I will let you judge me and talk about me. My kids are not more important than my burning desire. Now, pay attention. Because I am obsessed with that desire, I involve my kids in that desire. I involve my health in that desire. I involve my faith in that desire. Someone missed it. Rewind. Press play. The most important thing to me on planet Earth is my burning desire. I am willing to die for it. If the most important thing to me was my kids, my life would live that way. But since the most important thing to me is to create 100,000 millionaires, I am willing to die for that. My kids are not the most important thing to me in my life. That ruffles some of your sensibilities, but here's the deal. I'm going to be honest, and you're not. Some of you right now, mothers included, you're saying the kid, my kid's the most important thing in my life. Then why are you still in poverty? If your kids are the most important thing in your life, why you ain't went back to school? If your kids are the most important thing in your life, why you still got an attitude problem? Why you haven't left that person you shouldn't be in a relationship with? Why are you not saving 10% of your income? Because those kids are not that important to you because you haven't changed yet. That's not what drives you. You must find what drives you and be brutally honest about it. For me, to show kids with no parents, no, to show my kids that their daddy went from homeless to 100 billionaire and gave 80% of that money back to the world and created 100,000 millionaires. When I am in my casket, and if the universe allows me to eavesdrop at my funeral, that's what I want people to say about me, that I created 100,000 millionaires. I do not want people to say about me that I bought my kids toys. I am not willing to die for how you think I'm a great father. I am willing to die for creating 100,000 millionaires. You should hear that. Because until you become insanely obsessed, with your burning desire, you will never get into the 1%. For those of you who are not ready for this information, I just offended you. For those who are ready for it, I just lit you on fire. I made you rethink. When you know what your greatest obsession is, you can forgive people that don't deserve it. You can walk when your legs are broken. I'll give you two examples. I promise you, Anybody living their dreams or chasing their 100% burning desire, they got no problem with nobody. Don't have time to. I don't have time not to forgive because you know what? I'm so focused. All my energy is focused on winning that I can't focus on hating you. Those two energies can't exist at the same time. I can't have my energy on my goal my energy going back to school, give me some more examples of people, my energy getting off of drugs, I can't have my energy there and still blame you. I only got 100% of energy, and if I'm 100% mad at you all the time, I'm 0% focused on my dream. 
You understand what I'm saying? When your greatest obsession is your 100% burning desire, you forgive real easily. Now, Kobe Bryant ripped his Achilles, ripped it, blew it out, and walked on the court and still shot his free throws and walked off. That is, that is a debilitating injury. Kobe Bryant, you can look at it on YouTube, he used this example of why he did it. He said, if my house was burning and my kids were upstairs, I wouldn't say I got an Achilles, my doctor told me to rest. I would have ran up there, bypassed the pain, saved my kids, got outside, and then been hurt. Because my kids was was more important than my pain. My burning desire is more important than my pain. My burning desire is more important than my hatred for you. And no matter how I feel about how you did me, I don't care. I let it go. I release you. I forgive you. I'm very happy you're alive. I got to focus on my dream. And if you're not there yet, you'll never get into the 1%. When you're not living in your obsessions or living in your highest values, you always need motivation. Please tell me when y'all have ever seen me need to be motivated. You never will. I don't need to be motivated. And if I have to motivate any of you, you're in the wrong position. You're chasing the wrong dream. Your business isn't strong enough. And for sure, if I have to motivate you, your kids aren't that much of a dream to you. Don't worship the fruit. Worship the tree. Motivation comes from without. Inspiration comes from within. If you always keep your word, Actually, let me let me end with that one. You cannot be positive all the time. Y'all look at me. You cannot be positive all the time. I don't care what your pastor say. I don't care what I say. And no great teacher on planet Earth was ever positive all the time. Even Jesus said, take this cup from me. Your job is not to put your emotions to your down moments. That's your job. You will get down. Yes, I just freed somebody. And some of you are so trying to be positive, so strong, that you can't even fathom being down, so you beat yourself up when things don't go right, and that's your problem. You're repeating the cycle. You're going to get down. Your job is not to put strong emotions behind those down moments. Let's go back to Jesus. Please take this cup from me. I am down. This isn't right. I don't want it. But nevertheless, I won't get emotionally attached to what I just said. Tell me I'm lying. I dare you. I dare one of you Christians tell me I'm lying. I dare one of you say that he didn't say, but nevertheless, not your will, but my will. Other way around. Not my will, but your will, right? Nevertheless, I won't get attached to the prayer I just said. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I just freed somebody. Last thing. If you always keep your word, the universe has no choice but to bend to your every desire. You have in your life how honest you are with yourself, 
and others. The reason why you can't call into existence those manifestations you keep trying to do is you're a liar. You're either lying to you or you keep lying to others. The reason why you can't get that financial breakthrough is because you're a liar. It's because you owe people money and you want the universe to give you money. If you always keep your word, you always get the desires of your heart. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Let's open it up for Q&A. Deanna, you can start hosting. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you have a question, <laughs> comment, okay, Chris Holmes, the floor is yours. <laughs> Well, I was listening very carefully. He pretty much answered all of this. But one thing I will say, like uh, what Antonio said, that pretty much validated a lot of things is um, when you start focusing on helping other people create wealth, you know, that's when your wealth building and, you know, revenue will quickly uh, increase. And I can tell you right now, ever since for the past couple of weeks, I've been trying to, okay, how can I help other people make more money? It seems like I get more uh, bookings and revenue booking into my account than anything. So. When he said that, I was like, I'm on the right track. <laughs> that was it. All right. All right. Okay. So, um, put the Uzi up there. It's what Liddell said. <laughs> Does anybody, would you like to comment on these two, Mr. Antonio T. from the Junior? <laughs> Okay. Yes, on, well, on what, Chris, on what Chris Holmes just said and on what Liddell said. I got a great comment for that. I'm, I listen to podcasts a lot, and I've been going to the Gary Vee podcast. And Gary Vee had someone ask him a question. And the question went like this here. I, every time I ask this question, I stump people. They have to think. Now, Gary, the punchline is Gary V answers this question without thinking, and I'm going to give you the answer. The, the guy asked the question, if Mark Zuckerberg gave you Facebook, it was completely yours, and said that you get to post one post that everybody gets to see, what would be the one post that you would post? And without thinking, Gary V said, how can I help you? Pay attention. What Gary V said was, how can I help you? Jerome, how did I get you? You asked me, how can I help you? <laughs> and I've been here and I've been here ever since. <laughs> Chris, if you keep asking people, how can I make you money? I promise you, this universe will fold like paper and bend like water to put money in your pocket. Promise you. Okay, that's my comment. Keep going. I think so. Go ahead. All right. Does anyone else have I a comment? A question? Uh, I have. I have something. Um, actually, that's kind of crazy because I was uh skimming back over, thinking grow rich, and I pretty much was reading that today. <laughs> Wow, I'm like, okay. See that? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was reading. 
a couple hours ago. And I'm like, Look man. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. So the church, well, I don't want to say church, but a lot of spiritual circles will tell you confirmation comes in twos. No. Okay. Yes, if you was right. just reading that, and I just yes, said, and you could be anywhere in the world right now, and it's 7.7 billion people on earth, and you happen to hear me, the universe wants you to hear that. You should have, you should immediately start applying it. If you don't, everybody listen to me. If he doesn't start applying it, whatever lesson that keeps repeating in his life will continue to repeat. Absolutely. Okay. Good stuff. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you. Questions, comments? Oh, you hosting down. I just want to say, please, Chris, Alexa. <laughs> please. I'm begging you. From somebody who kept repeating something over and over, please, catch the lesson. Uh, the floor is open if anyone has any questions, comments, or you would just like to pour back into Mr. Antonio. The floor is your Oh, Miss Susan, I see your hand up. And then after Miss Susan, Mr. Anthony. Yeah, I definitely needed that. Um, thank you. Um, Very welcome. You know, it's, it's timely in my Bible study. Every season, every book that we study is right what I need at that time. And it's just been amazing um, since I've been going here in Florida to Bible study. What we're finishing up this week is called A Woman Who Doesn't Quit. And it's five habits. Yeah, five habits from the book of Ruth. And it's a really cool book, and it's an easy read. And the girl who who wrote it, um, they have a fixer-upper farm. And, you know, she, she has these great stories. But day five on the last page of the book, from loyalty to royalty. Oh, wow, that's accurate, too. That's insanely biblically yeah. accurate. And each day, you know, each week, it's a six-week class. Tomorrow night's the last night, and then there's five days in each one. And each each day you have a quick quitting verse. <laughs> quick quitting verse. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, and it That's has good. really been. I mean, I I've, I've been sharing it with Phil, and, and matter of fact, I had to go get it off his desk because I I gave it to him to read. <laughs> and he was reading. He had to go get off his desk. Yeah. <laughs> so it. I hear what you're saying, and it's so true, and and that's what that's what Ruth did. That's right, that's right. And I wasn't even. Grace told me at 4:47 she couldn't go tonight because she she's actually laying down right now. Her sinus pressure is up, and I had already been meditating on this. Like this has been my mantra. This is what I'm doing. This was already in my spirit, so I didn't have to do nothing but jot down my mood. <laughs> it took me five minutes to write this mood down because it was already a penny. Ruth becomes the great grandmother of David. Yes. Ruth is a Moabite, which is a foreigner, a stranger, not in the lineage of Abraham, but she's in the lineage of Jesus. Yes. So when Susan said from loyalty to royalty, that's the royalty they were talking about. She went out in the 
fields and pick the leftover barley that was there that nobody else wanted. Nobody else wanted. How many of you are willing to do what no one else wants? Wow. Can I say something? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And the answer is no. Oh, man. I was uh, actually, um, I'm doing a crossover. I'm working on something. I'm not going to get into great details, but I was I read the entire book of Ruth today and First Kings. Exactly. Kind of. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, God is talking to you, boy. He is talking to you. Let me tell you. Now, me and Susan now confirming what you can do. Here wow. Are the, right. And in the book of Ruth, the five habits, habit one is she accepts the assignment of Right. right. Habit two <laughs> follows through despite how she feels. And habit three is she stays open to the movement of God. Ooh, man, and man, man. Habit four, she gives to others what she needs. She gives to others what she needs. And habit five, she moves forward in faith. When she decided that uh, he was going to be her husband even though he was older, but her mother-in-law told her that, and that's what she did. Wow. Y'all hear that? <laughs> My favorite part was she gives to others what she needs. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I got to say mm -hmm. something, brother. God, dog. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I met with a group of brothers today, and we were in the book of Ruth. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> when Susan started, I'm like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. And the thing that you said earlier was about the serving. And that was her heart. Her, her heart was to serve. Her heart wasn't to be married to Boaz. Right. Boaz came, her heart attracted that. You know what I'm saying? And the thing that's so beautiful about it is while she was serving, you know, people, you know, a lot of women, I want my Boaz, I want my Boaz. You receiving your Boaz depends on how you treat Naomi. <laughs> what are you doing with Naomi? You feel what I'm saying? Who are you following? Who are you serving? Because remember, she wasn't from Rounda, so nobody knew her. Naomi's voice was the voice that was going to talk about her. Naomi's voice was the one that was going to validate her. It's a lot of us trying to go with no voice of validation. So when they ask about you, what is the person that you're serving? What are they going to say? Ah, uh, she with me, but she really don't serve too well. She real stubborn and Boaz would have went on by his business. <laughs> so y'all just started some mess. I'm half sleepy and he messing with this ATS stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look, look, Anthony just said, go ahead, Anthony, let us hear from you. He just said he was in the book of Ruth. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I just read I've just read uh, read Ruth and First Samuel yesterday. Just read it. Boy, wow. I tell you God is working. But I'm telling you, you kind of remind me of myself, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you keep it at 100 because 
that was my problem. You know what I'm saying? And when you say mm-hmm. your burning desire, and when you said that money and all this here, and I'm glad you came back and said you included your kids in it because you will offend someone. But guess what? Who, guess the people who you're going to offend? The broke people. The people who are in You're going to offend the broke people. Oh, my kids is my. How you going to do stuff for your kids you can't do nothing for yourself? Ooh. Yes, you're going to offend them. I mean, when you get on the airplane, the first one, the first thing they tell you, if you should go down, put your oxygen mask on first, then put your child mask on. Oh, no, nah, I'm going to put my kid mask on first. Guess what? Both of y'all going to be dead. And I say this in a respectful way. You can make another kid. But see, people don't understand it yet. You can't do nothing for me if you can't do nothing. Even if you wanted to. You bagging, I'm bagging. That's like the blind leading the blind. We both going to end up in a ditch. So I'm just glad you you just keep it at 100. You know what I'm saying? Because you 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 gonna defend someone. And guess what? If you don't defend someone, you ain't doing something right. I can guarantee you, you gonna offend, you offend mm-hmm. someone. If you try to please everybody, guess it, because that was my problem. Every time I had my burning desire, someone would put it out because I looked out for somebody. Someone sucked the life out of me. And guess what? When it was put out, they was gone. Then I fired back up again, and then here goes somebody else. Trying to help somebody else. Guess what? When they go back out, they gone. So do what you can do for yourself. And, and you know what? Another thing, I'm going to be honest with you. It's okay to be selfish. Because people are going to talk about you whether you do good or bad. So if you're going to talk about me either way, guess what? I'd rather for you talk about me while I'm doing good. Because you know what? The top feels so much better than the bottom. I don't care what you say. I've been in the gutter. I come from the gutter. I love me some money. Oh, uh, you love money? That's it. Yep. I tell you what. Go try to stay somewhere for free. And I'm a Jesus man. And I love Jesus, but go try to stay somewhere for free. Talking about I love Jesus. Now, he will provide for you. Don't get me wrong. But I'm telling you, life is hard, and you got to be honest with yourself. And that's another point you hit, being honest with yourself. Because a lot of us ain't honest with ourselves. We ain't honest. That's right. We, we say this. And, and you know what? I say this. I, I, I'm talking from experience. Because I'm glad that I was afflicted because had not I been afflicted, I wouldn't know the, the power and the glory of the Lord. I've been there. Like I say, I've been to the bottom. I attract money. It's just I spend it fast as I get it. But guess what? Mm. I, spend it on, I spend it on other people. And those same people turn around to get my language, kick me in the ass. Yep. I'm going to keep it 100. Turn around, kick me in the ass until you got some more. Then they're going to come back with their hand out. Yep. So it's okay to be selfish. As long as you ain't hurt mm-hmm. Yep, you're absolutely right. You, you're breaking up at the end there, Anthony, but he's absolutely right. Y'all hear him? Now, selfish, can you hear me? Okay. Selfish. We've hijacked the word selfish. You understand? We made it a bad thing. But well, you go. But okay. Yeah, but thank you very much, Anthony. He was preaching, wasn't he? We've hijacked the word selfish. You must take care of yourself, so you can take care of others. But not the way we've hijacked the word. Okay. Let's change the word selfish to be a good steward of yourself. That's what Anthony's talking. Is that is that fair? You must be a good steward to what God, universe, however you want to do it, has given to you. 
and then you can go give out. That's true. Now, see, no one has a problem with that, right? See, when I change the word to stewardship from selfishness, because we just, words don't have meanings. We put meanings on them, right? We've hijacked the word selfish. But stewardship is all about selfishness. It is about being faithful to what you have. And then, think about think about what God told the Hebrews to do. Hey, stay away from Tyre and Sidon. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's the coast. Don't eat no shellfish. Why? Because. Stay away from them pigs and stuff, too. Really? That's some good food. Yeah, because everybody's doing it. It's the number one abundant animal. Everybody's doing it. Stay away from that. What you want us to do? Plant gardens. Watch it. I'm about to sit Liddell in. Build houses. Have your sons marry daughters. Act, act like I ain't in there. Act like I ain't in there. Multiply. Build houses. And then pray for the city I enslaved you in. For so in this welfare. Is your welfare? Can I skip? Can I skip uh, three of them? For I know the plans I have for you. <laughs> plans to prosper you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you get the point. With dietary restriction, God told the Hebrews, "Hey, separate yourselves. Build first. And then I'm going to have you go out. Let folk in, but build. Strengthen yourself. Right? That's, that's in there. You ain't got to like it. It's in there. That's not an argue for separatism. That is an argument for strong foundation. You got me? How does a baby come out? Does a baby come out serving others or selfish? But you don't call that baby. Why you why you hungry? You selfish. You don't say that. You say this baby's trying to get strong. Come on now. Right? The baby fails. Let's see. A baby is gonna fall trying to walk uh, a couple thousand times. You ain't never said stupid baby. Look how dumb you are. You can't even walk. Look how many times you fell. Won't you go and give up? You ain't never said that. Babies are the closest thing to God, to the genius of perfection, until adults knock it out of them. Anywho, any more questions? During uncertain times, you weed out the weak players and the strong ones widen the gap. Mm. Mm. I hear that. Jerome? Antonio, I don't I don't I don't know if this is for anybody. Um but you know, this this session really, really blessed me. And uh and you know my journey. Uh Deanna knows my journey and a couple of folks on the, on the call, know my journey. And um, I tell you, as I listen to that one brother talk, um, 
about those who he helped out. And, you know. Mm, you know all that, about that, don't you, Jerome? Yeah. And, and, and I can think of I can think of four people that did you like that since I've known you. <laughs> but you know what? You know what, Antonio? Um, what what's what's blessed me lately, and, and what you said tonight was confirmation. Um, you know, God let me know that Jerome, your your spirit of and your spirit of generosity, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't take care of yourself. I remember when you shot me right between the eyes about setting aside for myself. That was a, that was an eye opener, Antonio, because I didn't have a problem setting aside for the Lord, but I had a problem with setting aside for myself. Come on, talk, man. You helping somebody? Come on, boy. And I'm sitting there going, Jerome, that boy's speaking the truth, because what I thought about was when I was doing okay financially in my business arena. There was money sitting in the bank that I was going to use for business transactions later and saw needs and blessed people. But then when push came to a shove, there was nothing for me. And then I was in trouble and I went to go to them and they couldn't help me. And I said, now, wait a minute, Jerome, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's okay for you to help them. But if you can't help you, how are you really helping them? And so I just like, Oh, wow. And as things have opened up over this last three weeks, these last four weeks, the doors have opened up. Like I told you, going back to Puerto Rico, I'm going to be in Louisiana on the 25th teaching. He called me today, said somebody else want me to come and teach. I said, wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. But you know what God told me, Antonio? He said, don't don't forget what I've taught you, Jerome. Work on your skills. Work on your books. Work on your comedy. Work on your speaking. These are all skills that I've given you, and you continue to work on them. And when I bless you this time, don't make the same mistake you did last time. That's all. But he had to take me down that journey. Oh, I had to go in the rabbit hole. And I'm going to tell you, it was rough in that rabbit hole. I ain't got, I cried a couple times on this on this call. <laughs> I did. I remember. Oh, boy, but you know yeah, what? Buddy. I am so grateful. And I hope this blesses somebody too. Me and my wife were talking the other day about Job. Y'all talking about, because I love me some Ruth. I love me some David. I love me some Job. And one of the things I love about Job isn't so much everything that he had to go through, everything he went through. What I love about Job was God went to Satan and said to Satan, have you considered Job? I said, whoa! Now when God sent you out there, for others to see as a representative of him because he knew that Job was going to be faithful. Come on now. Have you considered my servant Antonio? Have you considered my servant Jerome? And I and that's the way I felt that he was doing with me during that period of time. He was showcasing that Jerome's going to be faithful no matter what he goes through. But I thank along the way that ATSBU was there that the Dianas and the Graces and the Antonos and those people Come on, and the Tempests who held my arms up. And I'm going to tell you, it was rough there for a minute. I ain't going to lie to nobody. But he said, have you considered my servant Jerome? And I'm sitting here going, my Lord and my God. So I hope that blesses somebody to stay in there. And like you said, Antonio, and be honest with yourself. Even if it's something you don't like, be honest with yourself. That's all I want to say. 
And I'm glad. And so this this would be the thing I say, and we'll we'll jump off for the other call. But I was just sitting here with Tempest and our new hire. His name is Reggie, and he was asking me questions. And he's seen there's been two people. I hope this blesses someone that has attempted to try to take me down here recently. And I ain't reacted, Jerome. I ain't said nothing. I ain't got mad. I ain't reacted. I haven't. I haven't. Right now. One of these people, he's just dead wrong. It doesn't even matter, right? It just doesn't matter. The the other person, I sent money to this person on more than one occasion just so they can eat. Hey, blank, you got this going on today. I called this person. Hey. And you got lunch money. No. Send it to Cash App. No, you can't send it to my Cash App. It's messed up. All right, where you want me to send it? Boom, sent it. Sent it. Then, when said person discovered, I actually make my own decision. Got mad, started talking about me, shooting messages and stuff, trying to turn people against me. I ain't reacted. I haven't reacted. Not one time. You ain't, you ain't, you don't see, you ain't got no messages. I ain't explained myself. Ain't no, 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 no messages, no emails, no letterhead. Uh, I ain't no smoke signals. I ain't got nothing to talk about. The other person out here talking bad right now, it's completely ineffective. I ain't got nothing to talk about. Because, and here's the lesson, I am 100% in my burning desire. 100%. And that forces two things. It forces me to be 100% happy. You'll never be unhappy chasing what you know you're supposed to chase. I just said, you'll never be unhappy chasing what you're supposed to chase. It does that. And the second thing it does, it makes me not put energy in places when people fade out my 100% desire. I just know. Oh, they weren't supposed to be here. It's all good. Susan? You got yourself muted, Susan. This is from Winston Churchill. This is from Winston Churchill in the book, in the same book also. Never give up on something that you can't go a day without thinking about. Wow. How many of you are working on that thing? I am. I cannot go a day without thinking about being a hundred billionaire. And I'm it's y'all, it ain't the money. If you know me, it ain't the money. It is the it is the strong burning desire to be admired so much that I created a hundred thousand millionaires and my kids understood that they daddy finally 
did something right. That drives me more than anything. I'm telling you, it is not my kids that drive me. It is my kids' observation of what I did with my life that drives me. Not what they think. What they see I did that drives everything I do. I promise you. My, I don't even I don't even need my kids to say he's a great dad. Nope. I need my kids to say that was a great leader. Just self aware. I'm not telling you that's right. It ain't gotta be right. It's my life. You have a different relationship. I ain't got that. Telling you right now, my kids are not my number one motivation. It's not. Not me. But everything that I do that is great is because of my number one motivation. All the righteousness that I do that Martin Luther would say just pales in comparison to God's righteousness, which he's right. All the righteousness that I do is not because I'm good. It's because I'm happy as hell in my purpose. I can't wait to make somebody else happy. Looking for somebody. I'm looking. I can't wait. I can't wait to pop up at Liddell Church and I ain't tell them I was coming. Just rolled up. You don't even know. You, Jerome, you don't even know. I was looking at prices of D.C. today. You don't even know. You have no idea. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. I probably would have been out there tomorrow, but I only ride first class or jet, and I ain't feel like, you know, spending that price this time. You know, I was waiting a little bit. I'll be, in Puerto Rico, I'll be in Puerto Rico Thursday, so you come on See, out. That's why, that's why the universe made them doggone prices so high. <laughs> that's why. I was going to make a blank trip. <laughs> you understand? Anyway, I'm done. I sure appreciate y'all, Deanna. Class is back in your hands for dismissal, and we'll see you in Bureau of Dominant Speakers. And I'm telling y'all, let me tell you this one last thing. That boy, Anthony Lee, I'm about to do great things with him. I'm telling y'all, I'm about to do great things with Anthony Lee. So don't, 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 don't sleep. I'm about to pull some greatness out of him, and we about to chronicle it all. Anyway, go ahead, Deanna. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Tuesday. For those of you who are Bureau family, we will see you in 10 minutes. Everyone have an amazing evening. We'll see you next week. Good night. Love you more. I used to laugh at things like law of attraction, what you think is what you create, anything related to energy, you attract who you are anything of that nature i used to laugh at because i'm like that's not true and then i came across antonio in his teachings of law of attraction and at first i rejected it because again i used to laugh at these things and the more and more i listened to antonio's teachings the more and more things actually started making sense to me Things started opening up for me. 
and things started changing for me. The law of attraction teachings that Antonio does have absolutely changed my life from the way that I parent to the person that I am today to the way I do business to the way I live my life. I never knew how important your thoughts and your emotions were and that you actually attract that. You know, we always say this is what I want. But what are you attracting deep within you? What vibration are you putting out there? And it took Antonio's teachings for me to be able to understand that while in my head I'm saying, this is what I want. The vibration that I'm putting out is a complete opposite. Once he taught me that, the next step was to teach me how to vibrate at what I wanted. And once I started vibrating at what I wanted, that's when I noticed just how real the law of attraction is. Antonio has taught me that thoughts plus emotion equal creation. How to vibrate at what you want. How to put yourself where you want to be. To feel it. To smell it. To taste it. To see it. How to touch it. Put yourself there. And stay there and vibrate there and it will come to you. The people that you want to attract into your life, vibrate there. Who are they? How do they look? What do they dress like? What are their characters? What, you know, who are they? And the biggest thing that he ever taught me was how to be a better me through law of attraction. I used to ask him, how do I become better? He was like, you create who you want to be because I didn't know at the time where I wanted to be I just knew I wanted to be better and he told me exactly how to do it he said find the people who you are drawn to find those who are where you want to be and start moving like they move study them what I didn't realize was he was teaching me how to attract my future self and in the process of doing that, even attract being able to associate with these people, be on the same level with them, be in the same atmosphere and network with them. And I have actually had the opportunity to start moving in that direction because he taught me how to attract that into my life. And Learning the law of attraction through Antonio has truly changed my life. It has truly changed my success. It has truly changed who I am today. And while I am not perfect in the law of attraction, staying on top of and consistently listening to Antonio's teachings remind me every day to be grateful, to attract that into my life, to only focus on the outcome. And attract only the outcome in my life. And don't get stuck in the how and the why. Just focus on the finish line. And I'll attract the finish line into my life. The law of attraction has made me a greater person. I know it will do the same for you. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest 
problem in the world. Not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter. R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, 
you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.